my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day as always. And Ted is traveling right now, getting some stuff done, so I'll be running solo with you guys for the most part. I may have him tie in here in a little bit and get his thoughts on a few topics that have been popping up very aggressively over today. And uh, But I just want to give you guys a heads up. This is going to be an intense show today, so buckle up, get ready, put your five-point harness on, and get ready to rock and roll. Because there are some things that we definitely have to go over. And as a heads up, let everybody know the product of the week Y'all voted it one, the vitamin C with antioxidants, so be sure to check that out on the website later on today as it will be on sale, the vitamin C antioxidants capsules, not just the powder, the capsules are actually on sale, everybody's favorite. That includes our quercetin with antioxidants and our vitamin C. That is an incredibly good formula that I have used personally and a lot of other people have used even to microdose it throughout the day. I've recommended and I've told people this before. My personal opinion, how I've used it, especially if you're starting to come down with something, you take about three capsules at a time with food, 1,800 milligrams of vitamin C, and you take that up to four to six times a day depending on bowel tolerance. And what that allows you to do is it allows you to really load up your vitamin C dosage and in some cases get up to almost 10 grams of vitamin C a day, especially when you take it throughout the day with food. And allows your body to handle it, absorb it, and essentially distribute it through the body to really maintain overall vitamin C blood levels in the body to keep the immune system strong. So be sure to check that out on the website, healthmasters.com. Now, the first thing I want to talk about here, and this is an article that I saw earlier today, and I've been looking at it, and again, it doesn't surprise me one bit of what we saw during COVID, and this is why I continually gave people a heads up to monitor what your phones are being connected to. And in some cases, if you needed to, just disconnect your phones or simply leave them at home if you really didn't need them. Now it's coming out, documents from the CDC, you know, that that government agency that's a nonprofit but also a government entity but it's also a private corporation. (laughs) How they roll all those into one, not sure, but they do. And they continue to tell everybody that they have the right to dictate human usage of masks, of travel, of basically friends being friends, hanging out together, being close to one another. Yeah, the the CDC thinks they have the right to tell you how you can do everything in your life, hence why they have now been forcing the Department of Justice to file essentially a lawsuit and appeal against a Florida judge, federal judge, in the appeals court to come back and say, oh, yeah, by the way, the CDC, we think we have the right to go ahead and tell everybody they have to wear a dog muzzle on every plane they travel on throughout the entire country. While at the same time, we actually have zero care at all about mass migration to the southern border, which reached an all-time high last month. I'm going to leave that at that. We'll go into that later on. The CDC, though, they showed that the agency tracked location data from at minimum 20 million phones to monitor compliance with COVID-19 policies, according to a new report revealed yesterday. Freedom of Information Act request from Cyber which is a cybersecurity podcast hosted by Vice's motherboard, revealed that the CDC brought access to location data harvested from tens of millions of phones in the United States simply to perform analysis of compliance with curfews, track patterns of people visiting K-12 schools, and specifically monitor the effectiveness of the policy 
across the nation. The CDC paid data broker Safeguard $420,000 for one year's access to location data derived from at least 20 million active cell phone users per day across the country, according to the CDC documents, which they said has been critical for the ongoing response efforts, such as hourly monitoring of activity in curfew zones and detailed counts of visits to participating pharmacies for vaccine usage. Cybersecurity researcher Zach Edwards explained to Motherboard that the CDC purposely created an open-ended list of use cases, which included monitoring curfews, neighbor-to-neighbor visits, visits to churches, schools and pharmacies, and also a variety of analysis with this data specifically focused on tracking and monitoring everyone's behavior. The documents further show that although the CDC used COVID-19 as a reason to buy access to the data more quickly, they intended to use it for more general CDC purposes. Indeed, some of the use cases include research data for physical activity and chronic disease prevention, such as visits to parks, gyms, or weight management business, which have nothing to do with COVID, but have everything to do with, again, more algorithm monitoring. This is what it all goes back to, my friends. And the reason why I'm bringing this up isn't because everybody's surprised that this came out, because I told everybody this from the very beginning, and we knew it from the start, is that the CDC and other various agencies wanted to monitor, watch, and track every single thing you did. Hence why they came out with the data apps that were monitoring what you do, the COVID track and tracing apps. We've got to make sure we know how close you've come to other people. If you've come closer than six feet, we need to monitor you. We need to make sure that you are not a super spreader. Right. The same lie that they repeatedly told everybody over and over and over and over and over again. If you don't wear a mask, you're a super spreader. If you don't stay six feet apart, you're a super spreader. If you actually go do anything and don't listen to what they tell you to do and don't quarantine by yourself all day long, you don't stay at home after, you know, what, 6 p.m., 7 p.m., where the stupid curfew they gave in. Well, guess what? You're deemed a super spreader. This is all the data they continue to collect, and this is exactly what this is talking about here with this Freedom of Information Act. But now this Freedom of Information Act blatantly shows the CDC didn't actually look at the data and tell people, hey, you know what? We've monitored this, and we've pretty much researched the fact that these lockdowns don't work, these restrictions don't work, these curfews don't work. This social distancing nonsense that you're trying to force upon everybody doesn't work. Forcing people to wear dog muzzles on a plane, that eh, doesn't work. They actually doubled down, and they continued to tell everybody it was all about the science. It was all about their research. It was about their new data points that they've now discovered this year, according to Fauci, that they now can monitor things more successfully and why everybody needs to make sure they're listening to the CDC. I've told everybody this, and I will say it again. The CDC is up there with one of the most corrupt alphabet agencies in the entire United States government. They are neck and neck with the ATF. I'm not sure which one does it better as far as going to the bad idea factories fast enough. This is what they do. They do it over and over and over again. They build algorithms, and they see who complies. This is why I've told people it is so important that civil disobedience become a major factor in your life when things come about. And people go, well, Austin, don't, you don't have to act like that. Why do you have to be like that? 
It's not that I enjoy being like that. It's not that I want to go out and about and start a conflict with random people. It's not that at all. Quite frankly, I don't like doing that. It's not fun. It's too, it's burdensome after a while. I told you guys that back in 2020. The reason why I did that repeatedly and I had constant engagements and I constantly stood up and I said, no, I'm not wearing a dog muzzle to walk into your store was because you have to stop somewhere. If there is no line, if there is no conviction, if there is no standpoint on something, especially as egregious to stealing your freedoms, well, how far down the line are you going to let it go? Where, where is the line drawn? Where does it become a point where you go, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to comply anymore. Now, I get it. There's some situations where you have to have some type of you know compromise on certain things. Certain things you go, okay, well, listen, we're, you're doing this, I'm doing that. Let's balance out in the middle and let's make a reasonable, informed decision that you know we can work with both one another. But the problem with it was, as everybody saw, that wasn't the case the last two years. It was a hard, hard, you do this or we arrest you. You do this or we fine you. You do this or we put you on a no-fly zone. You do this or we don't allow you to shop here. There was no compromise. There was no medium ground. It was, you do exactly what I tell you to do, or else you're not allowed to play the game. We're taking our marbles and going home, and you're going to be standing there left holding the bag with nothing to do. This is what the overall goal was. It was to show everybody that the hard line, the massive control, the massive overreach was all about your protection and your safety, and you had to listen to it, or else, well, you were a science denier, neo-Nazi racist skinhead that needed to basically be put in a concentration camp. That's what they pretty much implied. And what's interesting about this now, to take it a step further, I just saw this article from Zero Hedge, and I have no idea how this is going to be implemented. I don't know, especially from high-end exotic automakers. They're now saying on July 6th, ironically, this is from Zero Hedge yesterday, they're saying now all new vehicles sold in Europe, including the UK, will now have to be equipped with a speed limiter per new legal requirements to boost road safety. Now, I don't know if this is going into effect in 2022. I don't know if they're going to go into effect later on. It's saying here now, and I quote, the new assist system will become mandatory on new cars in 2022 using a forward-facing camera mounted on the car and vehicle satellite navigation system to identify the speed limit if the car is exceeding it to restrict the fuel flow to the engine until the vehicle is at the limit speed. British Automobile Magazine Autocar, which I've looked at Autocar. They're a big company as far as magazine and new information comes out. Autocar came out and said the speed limiter will send haptic audio and visual warnings until you start driving within the speed limits. EU officials believe the speed limiters will increase road safety while reducing exhaust emissions. Because remember, this is all about global safety. It's about your protection. It's about keeping America green because we don't give rats butt about China or India. We're not worried about them or Kuwait or Qatar or EUA or any of these other countries. But... You need to make sure you do your part and drive the speed limit because, well, it's for your protection. They want to say here, Thatcher researcher told UK paper, Telegraph in Argus, many drivers want to remain safe and drive within the law. However, changing from one speed limit to another can be difficult and distracting. In this respect, intelligent speed assist systems help to not only keep drivers safe but also legal. On the other side of the Atlantic Ocean, the bumbling buffoon Biden administration – has signed a new law requiring automakers to equip new cars beginning in 2026 with government kill switches. We talked about this in detail with their infrastructure bill. They go in and allow pretty much any vehicle in the entire country to be shut off at any time. Now, a lot of this stuff's already in place. You have things like um, OnStar, which is absolute insanity what they control on GM vehicles. 
However, they still don't have that full control where they can actually go in and just arbitrarily shut down anything they want at any point in time. Now, the question I have with a lot of this, with this whole thing that's going on in UK and Europe, I don't know if this is going to apply to high exotics. I mean, if you start telling Ferrari and Lamborghini owners in Europe that their new Ferraris are going to be equipped to only run 60 kilometers per hour or 120 kilometers per hour, I have a feeling you're going to get some massive backlash. What happens when you go to Germany when there is no speed limit? There's a 120-kilometer sign with a line through it, meaning there is no speed limit. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to apply. I'm just throwing this out there for your information to remind everybody it's for your safety to be controlled by the government because you got to remember – they're doing it to protect you. They shoot you in the face with rubber bullets in Australia because, well, it's for your protection. You need to put a mask on. If you don't put a mask on, you get another 12-gauge rubber slug in the face because, again, it's for your protection and safety. They're not doing this to make sure they hurt you. They're doing this to simply remind you that it's for your protection. And I do that sarcastically with a thumbs up like I'm doing an infomercial right now. You guys can't see what's going on in the office here. I'm being very sarcastic with that as this has been the same thing they've said over and over and over again. It's all about your safety. It's all about your protection. We have to do this to protect you when in reality we know for a fact none of it is about safety and protection. Hence why they didn't bring up anything about vitamin C with antioxidants and quercetin and zinc. Not one time. The CDC didn't bring up any discussions on intravenous vitamin C or talk about D3 levels being absolutely required to be at a healthy, high range in order to maintain proper immune system function if you get exposed to a virus. Not one time the CDC say that. So that goes to show you it wasn't actually about safety or protection, was it? It was all about domineering and control and then turning around and telling you, hey, by the way, we have experimental RNA injection that you need to take because, well, again – it's for your safety, guys. It's for your protection. We don't know what it's going to do to you. It may turn you into Bozo the Clown in six months. You may start growing giant, fluffy red hair and a big red nose, but it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's for your safety. And if you don't take it, we fire you. And if you don't take it more, we're going to ostracize you and not allow you in society because you know why. It's for your safety. This, again, is what they continually are doing to everybody, and they're telling people it's caviar when, in fact, it's actually dog poo. And they're telling you to eat it with a smile and say thank you, when in reality you should say, absolutely not. I don't eat dog poo, but thank you for the offer. You can go kick rock because I don't listen to morons. That's the response that people have to start bringing up. And I mean that obviously in a overtly sarcastic way. But it's time now, my friends. And I think a lot of people are starting to get this gist because I've seen a lot, a lot of comments online, a lot of emails that I've been getting that people are starting to come to the conclusion that, Hey, maybe we are all in this together. Maybe there is nobody coming to save us. Maybe there is no aspect of protection they're actually ever going to provide. And in reality, you're right. There is none. The United States government was never built, nor was it designed to protect anyone. It was designed to support and maintain human rights, God-given rights, the Bill of Rights. It was designed to protect the Constitution. It wasn't designed to sit there and protect your opinion or your, your feelings, or your emotions. It wasn't designed to be there for that. The First Amendment ensured that anybody can speak freely about themselves. If they talk about their opinion, they can speak freely about their opinion. If it offends people, well, I mean, that sucks. Sorry, it offends you. Too bad. Get over it. A lot of times, people's opinions are things they say, I don't like, I don't agree with. But guess what? That's absolutely 100% their right to do it. Now, do I have to go in and support a company? 
if they're showing me that they're diametrically opposed to my freedoms and rights? No, I don't have to give them money. Again, that's the brilliancy. That's the basis of a republic. I have the right to say no. I don't want to support that company. No, I'm not going to go in and give the money to this company. No, I'm not going to support a company that's blatantly supporting my children being indoctrinated to gender perversion that they're constantly trying to do. It's just a fact. You don't have to do it. Now, is it your choice if you still want to go do it? Absolutely. If you want to still go support companies like Disney and you want to buy annual passes, you want to take your kids there, and you want to pretend it's all hunky-dory with the indoctrination that they're doing and it just doesn't exist, you can do it. It's okay. You can do it. It's your right. Now, do I agree with it? Absolutely not. Do I think it's a good decision? Absolutely not. But again, that's your opinion to do so if you want to spend your money on that. But remember, actions have consequences. And the more people continue to go along the lines of compliance and continue to give money to companies that are diametrically opposed to their viewpoints and people continue to be quiet and not vocal and don't stand up for what they believe and don't stand for their convictions, these things will become a very, very, very real reality across the entire country very quickly. There's a agency, the International Energy Agency, has now demanded that governments worldwide essentially lock down the public again in order to cut down the use of oil and meet climate change targets. Oh, remember we heard that during COVID? I talked about that in detail with some of the articles that came out. They were saying, oh, guess what? The pollution rates down excessively. It's so low now because nobody's driving because we told people they're not allowed to leave their homes because, well, it's science. That's why they're not allowed to leave. The IEA, the International Energy Agency, has now submitted a 10-point plan, which includes actions that were similar to the COVID lockdown, such as working from home, restrictions, and cutting air travel. The UK's government has now written in the law that zero emissions target must be met by 2050 <laughs> and has proposed a closure of airports by 2049. Also phasing out all lamb and beef as a food source by 2050 and ceasing the construction of new buildings. Again, this isn't about your health or the health of the planet. It's about wealth and ultimately control. To be blunt, the ordinary hardworking man and woman is being brainwashed to believe that the plan is heading for disaster. And we have to do something right now. We have to do it right now. If you don't do it right now, everybody's going to die. But they continue to say, right? It's our fault. We're the ones doing all the problems. We must change our behavior in order to save the world. Guys, you understand it's coming further from the truth. The same people, <laughs> the same people that scream and yell and fall on the floor and have a conniption fit about climate change has to be done right now or else everything's going to collapse in the country. They're the very same people that flew into the forum to speak that fly in on a Gulfstream 650. The same people that tell you you can own nothing and you will like it and you need to be a good little peasant and not own anything are the same people that own six, seven, eight, nine, ten houses across the entire world. The same people that will go in with a security detail of four, five, six, seven vehicles with security contractors, most of which are armored, most of which have machine guns on board most of which are completely and totally under their financial support to protect them, are the same people that tell you you should not own a firearm. It's bad. Guns kill people. 
even though I have not one time in my entire life seen a firearm jump off off the table, slap a magazine in itself, rack the slide on its own accord, and pull the trigger and shoot somebody. Haven't seen it yet. Could it happen one day? I don't know. Maybe. The far leftists have their way with it, but still to this day, I've never witnessed it, and I can pretty much guarantee there's not a single person on this show or anybody out that I've ever talked to that has witnessed a firearm do that. Why? Because it's a tool. It's a very specific tool, specific skill set, just like a pickaxe or a rake or a shovel. It has a very specific skill set and does a very good job at what it needs to do when the active person is handling it. Again, key word, active person. Firearms don't kill people. People kill people with specific tools. doesn't matter if it's a butcher knife, it's a chain, it's a brass knuckles, it's a pickaxe, it's a machete. It does not matter. It's simply a tool in the hands of a good person or a lunatic. This is why it's so important people understand you cannot comply with firearm registration or restrictions or turning in your guns for the betterment of society. If you're a law-abiding citizen, you have to ask yourself the question, do you really think that handing over your firearms to a regime right now that you are literally listening to this building, essentially what we're referring to as the Ministry of Truth, that is going to have counter-disinformation because we got to make sure that you know what the truth is and we have to tell you what you're allowed to believe and you're allowed to say and you're allowed to think and you're allowed to do. Well, because it's, again, for your protection. We don't want you to hear anything that you're not allowed to hear. Again, this is all about the lie, and this is what we're seeing now with this International Energy Agency. They said humanity could most certainly go in and change things by being to carbon zero by year 2050, or at least that's what the propaganda says. It is a tool being used by the elites to shape the future through fear, just as they did with COVID-19 pandemic and just as they've done with the war in Ukraine. Over and over and over again, they use fear as a very, very effective, specific weapon tactic to control the populace and control groupthink. Look at the algorithms, and they find out what people are trending, what people are saying, and they expand on them. Again, like I said earlier, reducing highway speeds like they're doing in the UK. They're saying this here now in the International Energy Agency. Reducing highway speed limits by six miles an hour, working from home, Street changes to encourage walking and cycling, car-free Sundays in cities and restrictions on other days, cutting transport fares, policies that encourage more carpooling, and cutting all business air travel would make a huge difference on any pollution in the United States. Well, it sounds an awful lot like a climate version of COVID-19, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. The IEA even proposed the following, and I quote, restricting private cars' use of roads in large cities to those with even number plates some weekdays and those with odd number plates on other weekdays. The real question, of course, is whether governments will adopt the measures. Of course, they will claim to follow the science like they did for the past two years. So why stop now? All airports, as they state in here, must be closed by 2029, excluding Heathrow, Glasgow airports, which can only stay open in condition they transfer to and from the airport, are done all via rail. Oh, railway. Hmm. Doesn't remind you a lot of the Hunger Games? Remember I told you guys in that show, if you watch it closely, you'll realize every single mode of transport by the peasants is done by rail car. The military's got MRAPs and Air Force, you know, helicopters, planes, but again, you know, the military is only there to provide security for the global elite, the capital, so to speak, in that film. Anybody else, well, you're not allowed to travel. You're not allowed to drive. 
You can't do that. It goes on to say here, all remaining airports must then close between 2030 and 2049 to meet the legal commitment of zero emissions by 2050. Every citizen of the United Kingdom must stop using aeroplanes for a significant period of time. The public will be required to stop doing anything that causes emissions regardless of its energy source. According to the port, this will require the public to no longer eat any type of beef or lamb. To to do this national consumption of beef and lamb, it has to drop by 50% between 2020 and 2029. Oh, isn't that interesting right now? We're now seeing countries, including the United States, having massive manufacturer fires all across the country. We're seeing food and meat prices go up exponentially, in some cases over by the week. Hmm. That says by 2030 to 2049 – Beef and lamb will need to be fully phased out in order to meet zero emission standards, and constructions of all new houses will have to cease by 2050. Now, of course, these are some hardcore leftist ideas from the International Energy Agency. But mind you, my friends, this is what they're attempting to do, and this is why it's so important that you actively vote with your dollar, you actively speak your mind, and you continue to get out there and stand up. For what you believe, whether it's a city commission meeting, whether it's a county commission meeting, whether it's basically going and running for office, I encourage people, continue to stand up for what you believe on this because the longer this continues to go, if there's no resistance, if there's no negative algorithm against them, if there's no pushback, if people don't actually stand up and say, you know what, I'm not okay with this, bro. I'm not going to actively sit here and watch you do this to me. And people just keep going. You know what? It's okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let all these electric vehicles just come on. Just let, let them go. They'll just, they need to do their thing. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to make, I want to make sure nobody gets, gets upset. I don't, I don't want anybody to get, you know, irritated with me. Well, yeah, they're gonna continue doing it because that's what they've done now. They've used the terminology of being inclusive and being, you know, politically correct. They've used those as sensor muzzles in order to control people's speech. Control people's movement, control people's ideas, and in turn, overall, control the entire effect of the United States. Look at just 10 years ago, which has been right at 10 years ago now, when the gay Kenyan Barack Obama and his you know, transgender wife, Michael, came on the scene in 2012 and told everybody that, hey, guess what? It's okay. If a grown cross-dressing man wants to take a, go to the bathroom with your little girl in Target, it's totally okay. They need to be able to do it because they need to feel comfortable and inclusive. That 50-year-old cross-dressing pervert, you don't want to offend him, do you? I mean, you, you'd much rather make your six-year-old daughter feel grossly uncomfortable and compromise her safety, all because you don't want that 50-year-old cross-dressing pervert to feel uncomfortable, right? I mean, that's, obviously, that makes sense. It's science, right? It's science. You can't say no to it. It's science. And right then and there, when Target started doing that, and I remember I told everybody straight up, well, there goes Target. There goes me going to Target. There goes the rest of the country if people actually go along with this. And it was a huge debacle. If you guys remember 10 years ago, 2012, everybody was pretty irritated. A lot of people were boycotting Target. A lot of people were standing up and saying no. But then here came the schools, the communist indoctrination camps at their finest examples. We don't want any children to feel left out. If, you know, a grown 17-year-old male decides that he wants to be a female one day, he can go in the girls' locker room and change with them. 
And then, of course, you guys know the rest is history. We started seeing sexual assaults and sexual battery. And all types of incidents occur all across the country and have been occurring all across the country. Mainstream media has tried to silence most of them out. I've told you guys in detail dozens and dozens of instances that have occurred now all across the country, including the fact that we now saw the top-tier swimmer, a grown man with grown man parts operating in the females' swimming Females, you know, swimming team, and of course, won by a landslide, completely stripping it from second place, who had worked most of her life to get to where she was, only to have a grown cross-dressing pervert male step in on the stadium beside her and say, oh, by the way, I'm a chick. you got to respect me for being a girl, even though I beat you. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it's because it's science. What happened to women's rights? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that sincerely. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. Where did that go? Now all of a sudden transgender rights trump everybody's rights? Somehow this 1% of society now suddenly overtakes and controls the entire portion of the world because it's more important to make them feel okay than it is to actually listen to laws of nature and biological laws? Well, the answer is no. That doesn't make sense at all. The only reason you do it is because you're trying to compromise and degrade a country. You're trying to bring a country down to a level that you can make no laws applicable. If laws of nature, human laws, biological laws no longer exist, well, then pretty much no biblical laws could possibly exist, right? How, how do you have biblical laws if you can't even figure out if you're a boy or a girl and you decide you want to be a walrus wombat spoon today? I don't know. I mean, these guys come up with the weirdest stuff now. Now for this thing that they 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 pretend they're they're felines or kitty cats. I, I don't know what that's about. I saw an article on that the other day. I don't know where that's supposed to go. So you just pretend you're a cat now. Just walk around and meow like you're a cat. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, where where's the level of lunacy stop? The answer is there is no stopping point. When you allow moronic behavior to actually become societal norm. You turn the entire society into morons. Think about that for a second. You can't have laws of nature, biological laws, and biblical laws continue to be dissolved and have a normal society. It doesn't work that way. Society goes to its lowest point, which is absolute zero, which is complete and total sadistic debauchery, which is where they're trying to take it. And then on top of that, you see these topics – that are going on right now, and you see these things that are starting to occur all across the country, you continue to see these school systems that are absolutely bent on perverting the child's mindset. And I, I'm so frustrated when I see a lot of parents go, oh, well, you know what, I don't have time to mess with that. You know, it's, it's their school. I just let them do it. You don't have time for your child's soul, their mind. The protection, you don't have time for that. That's, that's too busy. It's too much work. It's too, 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 too burdensome for you. Couldn't possibly be concerned about what my child gets exposed to at school. That's not my problem because I don't see it. Guys, that's, that's what's happening right now. As I say almost every show, for evil to prevail, all it takes is for good men to do nothing. Just shut up. Be quiet. Sit down, indoctrinate your children, let them watch the perversion on television, don't say anything, continue to be quiet, and go along with what they tell you, and be good, little, compliant, inclusive peasants. And they'll win every single time. 
Now, at the end of the day, are we going to be able to eradicate the Federal Reserve? Probably not. These guys are so entrenched in the entire country. It's take a huge, huge incident to be able to overturn that. I'm not advocating any type of violence against the Federal Reserve, so I can't really say there's any way to overturn it. But what I do know is this. You lose every fight, you quit. 100% of the time, I guarantee you with certainty, you will lose every single fight that you quit on. So as far as I'm concerned, stand up and fight. If you lose, you lose. If you win, you win. But at the end of the day, you will know you put everything you had into it. And you will know at the end of the day, when you stand before God Almighty, he says, well done, my friend. Well done. You did the best. You fought the good fight. You pushed as hard as you could. That's the best you can go for, my friends. That's the absolute goal, essentially, isn't it? Because if we know what the overall outcome is, we know that we just have to try our hardest and try our best. Are we going to be perfect on stuff? Absolutely not. <laughs> Are we going to screw up on a ton of stuff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100% fact, I will guarantee that. But again, at the end of the day, you can't just sit back and pretend that it's not happening and say, well, I'm just going to put my head in the sand because I'm a Christian. We're going to get rapture next week because that's what my pastor told me because Ukraine's a giant sign that the rapture's coming tomorrow. Guys, come on. Don't buy it. It's 2022. If you look at any other country, any other engagement, any other world war, any other massive conflict, there's never been a massive rapture of the people. Oh, Christians don't have to experience any type of problems. They're just going to be sucked up into the sky. Nothing's going to happen to them. Now, what happens during the tribulation? I know not. There's only one person that knows that. Anybody that claims otherwise, they're lying to you. It clearly states that. It's only one. That's God Almighty. So my best bet and my best encouragement is to continue stand up for truth and freedom and continue to stay prepared for what you need and continue to vote with your dollar and say what's on your mind and speak what's on your mind. Now we know why they're shorting the car market. As I just told you guys what's going on in England, what they're doing on with speed limiters, what they're continually doing. This isn't an accident. They're not shortage of chips. That whole BS lie that they've been telling everybody for two years now. Guys, this is mid-2022. There's no shortage of chips. They want to roll out the electric vehicles in order to keep people in vehicles that are compliant. And the problem with it is EVs are not at all what people are making them out to be. There's another article that came out of France yesterday. I found this to be very disturbing but very telling. Readers have heard of Tesla spontaneously exploding over the years. There's been numerous articles of that, veering off the road and flying off the road and batteries flying out of cars during accidents and landing in people's houses and catching them on fire. Talked about that as well. But now we've seen an electric bus catch on fire. Video surfaced online by French public transport operator RATAP, R-A-T-P, bus burst into flames within seconds in Paris. The fire illustrates the dangers of EVs. Luckily, the bus was not that crowded, and the passengers were able to to quickly exit the bus. This isn't the first time one of these buses caught fire. On April 4th in Central Paris, another bus experienced a similar explosion. The video is shocking because it shows only a few seconds for the lithium batteries to fully ignite, giving occupants inside the bus barely any time to exit. First responders in many parts of the world are inadequately prepared. Nor are they trained to handle lithium battery, lithium battery fires amid the proliferation of EVs on streets and vehicles. This is a shocker to me. I did not know this. It takes roughly 20-plus tons of water 
to extinguish a simply Tesla vehicle battery fire. A combustion engine vehicle needs on average three tons of water. Six to seven times more water is needed to put out a Tesla car over a regular ICE car, or internal combustion engine car. Six to seven times more water. They think, what? Well, that's just water, guys. 30 metric tons of water? That's a lot of water. <laughs> Let's be real on that. I mean, I've seen people, I've seen firefighters put out cars on fire around the interstate years ago, I-4, which has now turned into pretty much horrific, just horrific. I was on it yesterday. I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not even going to get into it right now, what's happening now in Florida. It's frustrating. I'm going to bring this up here in a second, what's going on with BlackRock. What they are doing to a lot of free states is they're intentionally coming in now and they're wrecking these states. They're doing this on purpose. They're doing this to overload the platforms. They're overloading the infrastructure. They're overloading the hospitals. They're overloading the churches. They're overloading the schools intentionally. And they're coming in and saying, we, we're short houses. We don't know what to do. We're short so many houses in the entire country. We don't have enough houses to build. And my million-dollar question I've continued to ask, well, I thought we lost a million people to COVID, and the population reproduction rate is at an all-time low. How are we having a shortage of homes all of a sudden? Where did all the people come from across the country? How all of a sudden do we sh- are we short millions of homes? What did millions of people just suddenly no longer become homeless? Huh? Did millions of people just decide they want their third and fourth home now? They just want to go travel across the country? I mean, I guess few people could have that disposable income. But all, how... How are there 4 million houses in shortage right now in the United States when a million people allegedly died from COVID and we have a negative population growth right now with children? How does, how does that work out? Oh, well, you're not supposed to ask that question, Austin. You're just supposed to complain and sit back and take it. No. Why is that happening? Well, it's a very clear-cut answer. We're bringing in people from all over the world and we're buying them houses. This is happening on a rapid scale, unlike anything people even imagine and understand right now. I saw an interview with a realtor with Aaron Shaw from basically the war room, and it was very disturbing. And I've not, this is not the first time I've heard this at all. I've looked this up on numerous occasions. And her name was Caitlin. And she basically is a realtor. And she said that they're having houses now that they have eight, nine, ten bidders that are trying to get financing approved and get stuff available for houses. And that all of a sudden, an Afghan family, she said verbatim, she saw this firsthand with a house they just sold. Afghan family comes in, makes a cash offer, closing right now, no inspection. We need the house immediately. $420,000 wire transfer comes through the next day. Cash offer. Afghan refugees. Not illegals. They're not coming in across the border. They're refugees. They're coming out of Afghanistan, hence the Afghan <laughs> refugee status. 
And all of a sudden, she says they're getting a wire transfer from a .gov account for four hundred plus thousand dollars cash offer. House is bought and paid for, no financing. Entire Afghan family moves in. Well, wait a minute. I thought we were just resettling them here and putting them in rental houses and VRBOs that they could trash out. Oh no, contrary, my friends, it's way bigger than that. This article comes out. I just saw from the Herlin Report, and this is exactly what Dad and I have been yelling about the last two years. And we've actively tried to stop some of these subdivisions and storage units in Central Florida, some of which, I mean, we're talking they don't even hesitate. They don't even listen to the populace. They don't even listen to the 20, 30, 40 people that come up to the mic and speak that are against it, that are community leaders. Listen to none of us. Automatically approve it. Another subdivision. Well, why is that happening? It's not just in Florida. It's all across the country. How is that happening? Well, here's the answer. Hurtland Report says investment funds and private property, the vast majority of the world's assets are owned by two investment firms, BlackRock and Vanguard Group. Imagine that. Imagine that. What we've been yelling about for the last two years is finally getting traction. What are we going to do about it? I don't know. Let's find out. goes on to say here, to that end, BlackRock and other investment firms are buying up every single family home they can find, making cash offers up to 50% above asking price. Buying a home has been part of the American dream since the founding of this country. It's been a significant part of finance success, security, and freedom. George Washington declared that private property and freedom are inseparable. Now, lower to middle Americans, lower class, middle, lower to middle class Americans are being intentionally positioned to become permanent renters, which means they can never build equity or actually own anything. Oh, isn't, isn't that, isn't that what Schwab said? Economic form? You'll own nothing by 2030 and you'll love it? Oh, let's go further. They go on to say in this article, this is wealth redistribution from the low and middle classes to the upper, and it's lined with plans for societal reorganization described under banners such as the Great Reset, Build Back Better, Agenda 21, and Agenda 2030 for sustainable development. Investment funds and private property, there's a video called Monopoly, Follow the Money, I'll have the link on the website, you guys can look at some of the stuff, provides a comprehensive review of who really owns the world. As it turns out, the vast majority of the world's assets are owned by just two investment firms, BlackRock and Vanguard. Combined, they have ownership in nearly 90% of all S&P 500 firms. 90%? Remember when I told you guys, Twitter, who actually owned Twitter? When Elon Musk went in and said, hey, I'm buying, you know, I'm going to have 9 million shares. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at it. State Street, Vanguard, J.P. Morgan, BlackRock. Hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? He was right up there with the rest of them. goes on to say here in this article, depending on where you live, you may have noticed homes are selling within hours of being listed, making house hunting nearly impossible. Home buyers in the home state of Florida are certainly experiencing this phenomenon. Investment firms are buying up entire neighborhoods. Just one example, a 124-home neighborhood in Conroe, Texas, was bought for $32 million, 20% above every house's listing price by Funrise LLC, a real estate crowdfunding company, which then turned around and made all the homes in the single-family rentals. The ability to purchase a home, even if they can afford it, is being stripped from pretty much every American by companies that can outbid them with the click of a button. Leslie Stahl 
who did a recent interview, said these investment companies can snap up houses, and they are artificially driving both the price of houses and rentals up intentionally to pad their own pockets. This is why you're seeing housing prices continue to go up. Tampa's almost up 40% last year. How is that normal? It's not. It doesn't happen in one year. I don't care what your price of materials costing. It doesn't go up that fast, naturally. It doesn't occur. It goes on to say here, for example, renters in Jacksonville, Florida, rose an average of 31% rental cost in 2021. Austin, Texas, saw rentals jump by 40% last year. What is being built is being bought by corporate landlords above market prices, pricing out everyone out of the market they can afford it. Corporate real estate investors don't even look at homes they're bidding on, typically waive inspections. The home can be in any shape and sell within hours. As Stahl notes, this puts first-time home buyers at a serious disadvantage as they usually have to jump through hoops before they can secure a loan, do inspection, and close a deal. Government estimates were currently 4 million homes short, so I said earlier. Stahl states that on list, an average of two to 300 homes for rent each week and receive about 10,000 leasing inquiries weekly. Now, again... How in the world do we have 4 million home shortage in the United States? Where did the massive influx of people come from? Did suddenly, on Skid Row in L.A., all the homeless people get approved for credit? They can go in now and start buying homes? No. No, they're still there. They're still in their tent cities. They're still allowing them to do dope and defecate on the sidewalks in San Francisco. That's all still happening. That hasn't gone anywhere. So where's the 4 million house shortage coming from? The answer is exponential growth by importing people from other countries under the guise of humanity, under the guise of protecting people, under the guise of it's the social justice thing to do. goes on to say here by another article, this is wealth redistribution, and it's not rich people's wealth that's getting redistributed. It's normal Americans, middle class, salt of the earth, heading in the hands of the world's most powerful elite. And he said this right. Home equity is the main financial element that middle class families use to build wealth. And BlackRock, a Federal Reserve funded financial institution, is buying up all the houses to make sure young families can't build wealth goes on to say here, the war against private property goes back decades. In 1976, during the first United Nations Conference on Human Settlements, they went on to say, Habitat 1, the United State, UN stated the item, number 10-9, land cannot be treated as an ordinary asset or controlled by individuals and subject to the pressures of markets. Private land ownership is a principal instrument of accumulation and concentration of wealth and therefore contributes to societal injustice. It may become a major obstacle in the planning and implementation of development schemes. Public control of land is therefore indispensable. The UN's human settlement agenda, along with 2030 sustainable development, are in direct conflict with the U.S. Bill of Rights and founding principles. As I stated earlier, George Washington declared private property and freedom are inseparable. John Adams stated that property must be secure or liberty cannot exist. And we've seen the same thing happen with Bill Gates now going in and buying up massive troves of land for you know, farming. We're seeing this now with companies like Monsanto doing massive contracts with farmers to make sure that they essentially buy all their plastic seeds from them. And I say that seriously, but also sarcastically. They're plastic seeds that are all genetically engineered. All these things are being done intentionally. This is why I've told people, do your best to own things, to be you, to make a statement, to stand your ground. To make a difference, 
in different parts of where you may be involved in. Because what is occurring now, and this is happening all over Florida, and it's frustrating to see this in my small town that I grew up in. You're seeing these giant subdivisions pop up. And if you've looked at it now, I looked at this the other day on Realer.com, just out of curiosity. I told you guys, there's a big Amazon warehouse they put in in Lakeland that's going in, that's already in at the Lakeland Airport. They just proved the one Amazon warehouse. The city commissioners got massive kickbacks, in my opinion, to put it in Auburndale. There's another one right up 27. There's numerous ones all across the country. But if you look at it, at least down here in Florida, every place that they put Amazon warehouses in, developers follow them. You can look it on Realtor.com if you look at all the maps. Pinpoint Amazon warehouses and pinpoint where new developments are going in. In most cases, every single place that Amazon warehouses are going in, there's mass development at an unprecedented level, literally in a circular arena around the Amazon warehouse, You know, probably in a 5- to 10-mile radius. You can look at it. It's circular. They're building this because Amazon is poised to be the global retail monopoly of the country. Amazon is a government-controlled entity, whether anyone wants to believe that or not. Their mass financing comes from government contracts. They do anything they're told by the U.S. government because the U.S. government gives them copious amounts of money. Once you realize what Amazon's doing, you can never directly support them, not with a clear conscience. You may do it if you have to buy something, but you'll never directly support them and be cool about it because you understand what they're doing. You're literally paying in for your own demise. That's why I've intentionally and continually encouraged and done it myself, supported local businesses and encouraged people to support local businesses and local online businesses. They continue to get the truth out there because I'm telling you right now, COVID-19 pandemic that was the first wave of what they want to do to wipe out small businesses. And you guys saw it. I mean, you could go across any major city now in the country, and you'll see strip malls and you know, complexes that had businesses in it. They're all shut down for rent, for lease, going out of business, all over the place. It wasn't by accident. It was the first time in U.S. history that we allowed the U.S. government to tell us we weren't allowed to work. We weren't allowed to be free, and we were not allowed under any circumstances to travel freely unmolested on our way. Even in war times during the Civil War, that did not occur. Now, you had horrific, horrific war crimes like Sherman's March to the Sea and Sherman's Bow Ties where they'd go in and heat up railway, you know, rail, rail, uh, railroad uh, bars as far as railroad tracks. So they made sure that no railroads could get into the southern areas to transport any of their product out so they could not do commerce. They used to heat up the railroad tracks and bend them in the shape of a bow tie across trees and then throw them on the ground so that it was virtually impossible to get any type of commerce to and from the southern states. They starved them to death. The Civil War was one of the largest atrocities that's ever occurred on U.S. soil, yet Everybody poises it as this great humane thing because, hey, guess what? It was all about slavery when literally nothing about the Civil War started about slavery, nor was it fought about slavery. The Emancipation Proclamation that everybody wants to give Abraham Lincoln such a high five for only freed the slaves in the South, my friends. It didn't do anything for the northern slaves. It was done as a war act to break the back of the southern states. That's what it was entirely about. 
they did not want states' rights, and they made sure they wanted to make an example of us down here in the South. Granted, my whole family's from Germany. I had nothing to do with any of it. But when I look back at the research and I realize the lies and just unsensible propaganda that they've continued to tell everybody, it makes sense to me why we see this younger generation act like a bunch of morons. Quite frankly, it does. You see them just act – I mean most, most kids you talk to nowadays, they don't even have any idea about modern history. None. I mean you, you start going back to the Aztecs and you know Mayans, so that, that's like a foreign language to them. They don't even understand any of that. But again, it was done with the communist Marxist approach in the school system. That's why, again, it's so important. Keep raising little Americans, my friends. It's your responsibility if you have a child. It's your responsibility to not only protect them, but also to encourage them, to support them, to train them to be little Americans, to be dragon slayers, to be patriots, to stand up for what's right. doesn't matter if it's popular. doesn't matter if it's convenient. doesn't matter what it is. You have to stand up for the truth. If you see something is happening, it may offend people. It may get people irritated. People may not like it. That's okay. That's everybody's right to have their own opinion, and it's everybody's right to disagree. That's why I told you guys yesterday on the show with this entire obfuscation with Roe versus Wade. I wasn't going to get into this and go into detail with it. First off, leaking something from Supreme Court is grossly illegal. Secondly, it was done extremely well-timed, and it was not done by accident. They want to make sure that nobody was going to talk about the $33 billion aid grant that we're giving to Ukraine. I talked about it in detail yesterday. If you want to go back and listen to the show, the giant slush fund for Ukraine. They don't want to talk about anything with Pelosi and Schumer being over in Ukraine, now basically getting ready to sign the Congressional Act that gives the President War Powers Act to go get in a direct engagement with Russia if anything happens in Ukraine that they don't agree with. They don't want to talk about this new ministry of truth, so to speak, telling everybody what they can and can't think, they can and can't say, they can and can't listen to. None of that is being addressed or even spoken of now. The entire country is obsessed with a 1973 Supreme Court ruling about abortion that, by the way, isn't going to change anything if they overturn it. The states still set their own laws with abortion. Hence, Texas and Florida. Everybody goes, what did you understand, Austin? This is a huge deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal if they overturn it. Yeah, it's a big deal. Is it something that deserves 24-7, 365 attention because it's going to make a huge difference across the country? Absolutely not. It's not going to make a huge difference across the country, my friends. Look at the propaganda they told everybody for two years about COVID. And think for a second, if this was something that was going to make a huge difference to protect young children, would it really get mainstream media attention? The answer is absolutely not. They only show what they want people to focus on. They only produce what propaganda they want people to dwell on. And they only push their direct narrative they want people to think about on a regular basis. So understand that when you're doing research, when you're looking at the facts, when you're going in and digging up topics about certain things that are going on. Continue to make an informed decision about what you're wanting to do. 
I've gotten so many emails. Again, I've still been getting them over the last couple months of people that said, dude, I really appreciate your stance on the stuff with the shots. I almost went along with it when they did the OSHA thing and the government thing and the mandate, and I stood my ground on it, and I got a religious exemption. Some people say I got fired over it. Absolutely not. I've had some people, they got terminated, and they had companies call them back and say, hey, we need you back, bud. We, we don't have anybody here that's basically even legitimate to work. We need you here. Well, wait, wait a minute. I'm, I'm not injected with your RNA gene therapy. Uh, yeah, well, you know, OSHA's not doing anything with that anymore, so we're not going to comply with that, so don't worry about it. Oh, imagine that. So, so wait a minute. You're telling me that the entire populace didn't need an RNA gene therapy shot over the last year and a half in order to eradicate COVID, allegedly? What? Are you, are you kidding me right now? Oh my gosh, we didn't all need the RNA shot to survive? I mean, I'm, how am I still here right now? I'm about to be 34, and I'm extremely healthy, and I didn't get the RNA shot. How did that happen? Because Fauci and Biden said, we're going to have a dark, dark winter of death. Death. Because you don't get the shot. You remember that complete and total sadistic nonsense they put out last year, December 2021? My friends, do your research. Make your own decision. Stand your ground for what you believe. Thank you again for the support. Healthmasters.com, the product of the week, on sale. You guys voted, and it won. I told you guys that earlier. The vitamin C capsule, the antioxidants, that'll be changing over soon. Be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. Thank you for the support. Thank you for standing up for truth. And thank you for speaking your mind. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And I'll talk to you again, my friends, tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.